0: All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit, or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC.
1: And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukira, the managing partner of Akron's AKW Group. This half hour, we'll talk about how he invests his clients' money in individually-owned stocks and custom-designed portfolios to meet their particular needs, and we'll talk to you about how he can make money and invest properly and wisely in the stock market. Well, Walt, here we are, that uh, couple of weeks before Christmas, and I tell you, there's only one thing we can say about the market last week. Indeed, it was a march uh, to... To the equities once again. <laughs> the Fed came out. They said some uh, some uh, encouraging things about lowering interest rates next year, and everybody went crazy. They all forgot about bonds and forgot about bank accounts and and CDs, and said, "Give me equities!" And no so matter what kind of equity you had last week, and they were hot stuff, huh?
2: Yeah, they really were, Bob. It was a it was a great week for stocks, and it's been a great year for stocks, and. Um you know, coming off of 2022, when it wasn't such a great time for stocks, it feels really good uh, to sit here in December and to see the gains and the advances that we've had. I think everybody's feeling a lot more confident. And now there's that fear of missing out. You know, there's a lot of people sitting on the sidelines that, you know, we're, we're happy uh, with the, the yields coming up and the short term CDs and money markets and. You know, like we said, making 5% feels good until everybody starts making more. And and that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing this market really kind of move forward. And and as you said, you know, there's just a lot of news that's going in the right direction. Uh, The Federal Reserve really, you know, has done a great job battling inflation. And they had their uh, federal open market meeting last week. A lot of positive comments coming out of the meeting. Um, Still, some good earnings reports coming out. uh, Strength of the consumer. You know, we're seeing again the consumer still out there spending in this holiday season, and you know what that really led for was a a heck of a week on the market. We saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, close at 37,305.16. So, I mean, heck of a heck of a you know game there. Uh, New highs uh, obviously being set. Year to date, we're up 12.5% on that Dow Jones. The broader index, the S&P 500, had a good week, up 2.5% for the week. And year-to-date, we're at 22.9%, Bob, uh, return. The NASDAQ continues. It's just the power ahead, another 2.8% for the week. The NASDAQ composite is now up 41.5% uh, for the year. And the Russell 2000, the small mid-caps, come, come charging back, up 5.5% for the week. And year to date we're at twelve point seven percent, so as you said, you know just about anywhere you were in the market uh last week, you were happy you were invested and and that 's really what we preach bob we We talk about long term investing and you know the power of stocks and the power of equities and and we're all seeing it kind of come to fruition here
1: and you said there was plenty of good news last week and on top of the interest rate uh, uh, predictions, we had uh, inflation reporting at dipping to three point one percent. That's the Consumer Price Index. The uh, PCE Price uh, Index also is uh, getting lower. The economy uh, is holding up. Retail sales rose 0.3% in November, a little bit better than they thought they would be. And, of course, new claims for jobless benefits fell from 19,000 to only 202,000 for the week ending December 9th. The labor market has now experienced 22 months straight with the unemployment rate below 4%. That hasn't happened since the 1960s. The unemployment rate has never been below 4%, even once during the 1970s, 80s, or 90s. So this labor market, um, it's incredible. Will we ever, ever see a labor market like this again?
2: We may not, Bob. I mean, it's one of the strongest labor markets, as you said, that we've ever experienced. And I, I think if you want to work, there's jobs. And, you know, there's the, and there's opportunities to move to better jobs and you know, this is this is all very powerful stuff. And I think when as we said, you know, the consumer is such an important part of our economy. You know, seventy percent of our economy is what you, myself, the listeners do with our money. If we continue to have confidence and you know, if we're making money and we're out there, we have employment, we're willing to spend, um, it's gonna continue to drive this this economy forward and that's really really what we've seen. Uh, You know, since uh, the rising of rates started in March of 22, the economy's added more than 6 million new jobs. Uh, This year we've added almost 2.5 million new jobs. So, yeah, it just continues to surprise. And, you know, people need workers out there, and this economy continues to show strength.
1: And also, as we said, the Open Market Committee of the Federal Reserve met last week, and old Jerome Powell thinks that uh, he's pretty much uh, beat inflation. He expects to uh, lower interest rates in 2024, up to seventy-five basis points, saying, and we quote, "We have done enough." Now, all this is great news, and of course, the market doing very well here the last month of 2024. But we have to be cautious and raise a little bit of a of a uh, of a flag here, and to make sure that investors be prepared that uh, usually when the first of the year starts, oftentimes the market can take a, a significant drop as uh, again the the glow of the end of the year and the holiday season and people positioning their stocks for the next year is over with. What should an investor do? Uh, should they be concerned if uh, things go down in January and get panicky, or should they be sitting there now and uh, just preparing for that and realizing once again the market will probably go back up uh, as the year goes on?
2: Well, I think that's the key, Bob. you got to maintain that long-term perspective. and You know, yeah, the market will come back down. The market may have a significant sell-off at some point, but those are healthy. A lot of times sell-offs are healthy. Uh, they help consolidate. They help uh you know we always say it moves the the money out of the hands of the weak to the hands of the strong um, so we're going to see that you know you, there's a lot of geopolitical risk there's a lot of challenges that still exist out there in the world um, you know uh, companies aren't going to go straight up uh, we know there's going to be challenges as we go into 2024 but again the key is to you know think about what you own why you own it uh, position yourself to own the best of what you can and you know, continue to manage that actively. And, and I think if you do that for the long run and you keep that long-term perspective, there's still a lot of success ahead.
1: So again, we're talking to Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron, talking about stocks. And you can join the conversation by calling us at 330-673-1234. Time for the trends and insights section of the show, where Walt talks about many things he's noticed over the past week. And these so are, again, some fascinating uh, factoids here. Uh, the commercialization of Christmas They claim that began back in 1800. Holiday sales have increased in 19 of the past 20 years. The holiday season is about a fifth of all annual retail sales, especially clothing, toys, other prime gift items. And also the end of the year is good for industries like airlines, hotels, manufacturing, shipping, seasonal workers. So really, the economy can be centered on the holidays. And uh, so far, this holiday season has not been a bad one.
2: It has not, and you know it's so important here as we go into the end of the year. It's why everybody always talks about the holiday season and you know how the consumer's doing because so much sales do come in at the, at the last quarter of this year, Bob. And you know we're we're a gift giving nation. Ninety two percent of adults say they celebrate the holidays, and you know they're they're out there purchasing, they're traveling to see family. As you said, there's just a lot of uh, seasonal workers, you know, that can pick up extra jobs, extra money coming to the economy. So it's a really important time and it seems this year we'll continue the trend. You know, as you said, we've we've had a lot of uh nineteen of the last uh, twenty years, we've seen a you know, three to four percent rise in spending and strong holiday season and it looks like this year we'll continue that trend.
1: And of course if you're looking for that last minute gift for somebody to buy in this uh, week before Christmas, always gonna recommend going to like Costco we love Costco. You go to Costco and buy yourself a gold bar. <laughs> Costco has sold $100 million of gold bars in the past three months as gold hit a December 1st high of $2,041.40. Now sits so at two thousand eight dollars ten cents I, I guess an ounce, and I imagine if Costco's selling gold bars, they're probably really big gold bars for the whole family, right?
3: <laughs> well,
1: it's a, it's something
2: that people chuckled at when they started, but I mean that's it's a lot of sales, Bob, and it shows that uh, the power of Costco, uh, the the power of still people out there, you know, looking for to put money in some safe uh, safe places, and you know, gold is still believed to be a hedge and. You know, a uh, strength against more volatile markets, which might be ahead of us. So very interesting. Uh, but you know, Costco is definitely capitalizing as they do on a lot of trends, and they're selling a lot of gold bars.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've been to Costco frequently, but do they have like a big display in the middle of the aisle of a piled high with gold bars? And saying here, here they are, two thousand dollars a piece. Pick them up, put them in your cart. Is that how they <laughs> yeah. <you> do it? <laughs>
2: I haven't seen the display, but I, you know, I know they're there probably. I would imagine they're in cases or, you know, or (laughs) the slips you have to get for them to come out of the safe areas. But, yeah, they're out there selling them.
1: Absolutely amazing. Uh, Again, more good news. Uh, 30-year mortgages fell below 7% for the first time since summer at 6.95%. And, again, there too. Even though the rates aren't necessarily lockstep with the prime, they expect mortgage rates to also decline in the coming year, which would be good for the housing market.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we, we needed mortgages to come back down. You know, the Fed kind of broke the mortgage market, the housing market there for a while, which was the intention. Um, you know, pushing those rates up slows things down. It definitely slowed housing, you know, purchases down a little bit. But seeing those rates come back is positive. And, you know, if we see them come down on things like used cars and, you know, other other things that people need, you know, a little bit of credit for to these bigger purchases, especially a home, uh, it's good to see, Bob
1: and again something that may not be quite as good for the economy or for or people as a whole retirement assets were 36 trillion as of September 30th now that is down 2.8% from June 30th representing about 32% of household assets so i would kind of think that some people are dipping into their retirement money uh, to buy stuff right now
3: yeah i
2: think dipping in plus we saw a little bit of sell off you know after the july uh, quarter. And, you know, we've seen definitely some significant improvement the, the last, uh, you know, 60 days or so in the market. So I imagine those numbers will be significantly higher as we get the 1231 reading. But yeah, people people need to use those retirement assets, Bob. It's a part of why you save them is to be able to live the kind of life you want to live in retirement. We we talk about, you know, retirement without compromise. I, I think it's what people want. You know, you want to get to a place where when you retire, you can enjoy life and Do some of the things maybe you waited your whole lifetime to do, and I think you have to have enough assets set aside to do that. Um, A lot of assets in retirement, um, a lot of discipline out there with companies, you know, setting up 401Ks and preaching the importance of their employees putting money away, profit sharing, things of this nature, all help for, for better retirements as we move forward.
1: Well, time for Stock Talk. Once again, if you'd like to talk to us and talk to Walt about specific stock issues that you're interested in, you can call us here at the advice line, 330-673-1234. Listening online, call us toll free at 800-669-4100 at WNR.com. And uh, talk to Walt and uh, pick his brain about the stock issue that you're particularly interested in on this week before Christmas. We talked about Costco. Costco is a long-term holding in your core equity portfolio. At the AKW Group. They reported a 17% EPS gain, which topped the views. Their revenue grew 6% to over $57 billion. Of course, they sell a lot more than just gold bars. Uh, you know, we're regular shoppers at Costco. So, what else is Costco doing that's so right?
2: Well, You know, by their memberships ended the quarter at 72 million paid household memberships. Again, we talked about their. You know, the the amount of people that come back and renew those every year, it's, it's historic highs. It's over 90%. Never have we seen a subscription plan with that amount of people adding, adding back up the next year, which means they do an amazing job. People love the store. Um, so those paid memberships, they have not raised that membership rate for a number of years. Um, they're talking about, you know, bumping it up a little bit. And I think, you know, members will definitely pay it. If, you know, I think it's $60 a year right now um and again they've been very disciplined um you know as they, as they've kind of you know worked on that yearly subscription rate uh, they also announced a special one-time cash dividend of $15 a share um just a lot of things that they're doing right bob again you know the, you look at the 591 warehouse clubs they have out there and other 270 internationally through Canada Mexico Japan UK Um, They're just a leading retailer, and uh, they know the consumer, and they they do an amazing job running their wholesale books.
1: Now, Adobe, of course, everybody knows what Adobe can do. They create content and digital marketing and software. Well, they beat Wall Street's targets for their fiscal fourth quarter, up 19%, sales rising 12% to over $5 billion. But their revenue guidance came up short for the quarter, quarter in the current full fiscal year. Now, you also hold Adobe in your core equity portfolio. But we look at Adobe right now. What's your feeling about it and uh, the outlook for the future?
2: Bob, we saw a sell-off last week, but again, you know, the stock's up over 70% year to date. Um, Adobe is just, uh, you know, they're a great company and they're they're at kind of the center of AI as far as the, you know, content creation, the creativity aspects of, of the market. Um, there's just so much this company does right. So, you know, I, I kinda laugh sometimes. I mean, Wall Street is very short sighted and it's kind of the what have you done lately, lately for me uh, type of attitude. But still a great quarter. They did, like you said, twelve percent revenue rise when you do five billion over four point five billion, uh when your earnings are up almost twenty percent, nineteen percent, four twenty-seven a share over three sixty. That's some great results. So this is a company that's still hitting on all cylinders. I mean, you look over the next three to five years. Still a believer um, investors have been rewarded this year by being an owner of Adobe and you know and I think the three to five years will continue to be a holder uh, as we look forward and you know this company's well positioned to take advantage of a lot of the technology that people are talking
1: about another large cap high-tech stock Oracle reported their earnings last week now uh, their earnings rose eleven percent which uh, went past the projected views sales grew five percent to twelve point nine billion. Now, That missed forecast and was a uh, showing a, a decelerating growth for the third straight straight quarter, so Oracle stock fell off about nine percent under uh, the price for the past week. Now you don't hold any Oracle stock right now, but if the price is going down and uh, it could be a bargain, maybe. What what do you think about it?
3: Yeah,
2: Oracle's interesting, Bob. You said they operate in that database management uh, infrastructure um, they see the amazing capacity ahead of them, you know, through AI and the cloud infrastructure, they talk about an astronomical growth rate ahead. They're just working on capacity to be able to serve it all. And there's a lot of competition out there, but the trends have been negative. You know, it's, like you said, three quarters of decelerating growth, the numbers are still strong, but the trend is, you know, showing a little bit of weakness and competitiveness. It's, uh, the stock we, we follow, but, again, we haven't owned it for quite a while, and I don't think we're a buyer here. We're going to continue to watch these trends as we go forward, see if, see if Oracle can kind of get back on track with their next quarter.
1: And Intel, they introduced processors last week that are optimized for that AI, artificial intelligence applications, which go head-to-head now with the other products from AMD and and NVIDIA. Um, this is becoming a very competitive uh, industry, uh, part of the industry, I should say. So, with that uh, Intel news, how does that affect Intel stock?
2: You know, Intel that it it, w- it was kind of a non-event for their stock. They had, they had some increase last week with the share price, but uh, they didn't get the big uh, kind of bang that uh, we saw through AMD uh, as announcements. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, Intel it was it was accepted. I think it's it's expected. You know that. Uh, these companies will continue to uh, move towards where the growth areas are, and that they'll obviously try to compete in, in this, uh, you know, this AI build out with with semiconductors. So, uh, it, you know, it's a good trend for the stock. Again, Intel's had a good recovery this year. Um, you know, we've seen significant improvement, and they have some new foundries, as we've talked about. You know, being being put in Arizona, Ohio. Uh, so it'll be interesting to continue to follow until stock. We're we're not an owner here, Bob, but we'll continue to watch over the next quarter or two.
1: Talking to Walt Sakir of the AKW Group, along with you on WNIR, you're on the air. Good morning.
3: Kenichiwa, you Merry Christmas.
1: Hey, Merry Christmas, Ken. How are you?
3: Good, good. Hey, uh since I've been uh our family's been using a lot more of their products. Uh, Walgreens, W uh B A. W B A. It's uh when you pull up your chart there, uh, do you? Uh, I wonder how secure that dividend is. Uh, can you, when you pull your chart information up, does it show free cash flow on there?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we we look at free cash flow. I mean, Walgreens is, uh,
3: you know, they they were a benefactor,
2: obviously, of the COVID, uh, the testing. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, new traffic into the stores, renewed traffic. Uh, they, the key for them was capture you know if they were going to continue to be able to keep uh the traffic that they saw you know flowing into the stores and i think that's been the problem Can they just really haven't been able to uh, capitalize as much as you know you hope to i mean you know when you get customers flowing back in you got to give them reason to keep coming back and um so i think that's where that the struggle's been but yeah you know, the company the dividend looks you know safe here but at the same time it's uh you know, you got to watch the trends. You know, we saw Rite Aid uh, go through some significant challenges to their their demise, and you know these uh, retailers. There's a lot of competition here. You know, no matter where you go, you can you can get pharmacy now at Target, Walmart. I mean, all these places. Uh, so Walgreens has competition. It'll be interesting to continue to watch the trends. We we're not a big fan of Walgreens uh, at this stage. The dividend's nice, but uh, we we have not uh, bought Walgreens in a long, long time.
3: Yeah, they got a new CEO that has that's been in the uh, healthcare industry, and it looks has some good favorable things. I, I, I'm underwater in it for years, of course. That's a dividend aristocrat, so I would have it in my portfolio. But uh, it just uh, is kind of appealing, you know. I always admired their locations, their real estate locations all over the country. They always have oh, premier, sure. premier. I don't know how many how much real estate they own, but uh, they probably lease most of it, but premier locations.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're in every community, at every corner that matters, right? I mean, that's uh, location, location, location sometimes matters. But competition's rough here. It's a, it's a competitive industry. and continue to be more and more competitive as we go
3: forward. Yeah. Okay. You guys have a good week. Thank you.
1: There 330-673-1234 to talk to Walt Secure here at I want Stock Talk. Speaking of drugs and drug companies, Eli Lilly, which is a correctity holding in your portfolios there, their stock price went down after a new study showed the Zepbound weight loss drug. Patients who took that regained some of the lost weight after they stopped taking the drug. The stock was approaching six hundred dollars a share, but closed at five seventy-two on Friday. So yeah, these things go up and down, but is that a devastating blow to Eli Lilly?
2: I don't think so, Bob. I mean, but again, you know, it's not a magic drug. I mean, you know, it definitely does create weight loss. I mean, patients that took it for eight months lost on average 20.9% weight. Um, When they switched to the placebo, they did a study where they switched some of those patients over to the placebo and they they saw they regained weight, about 14% regained Uh, weight over the year and then uh, you know the the ones that continue to take it continue to lose and and lost another five and a half percent so i I, yeah i mean drug dependency is hard when you're talking about these drugs you know it's something that you have to take for you know years or over a lifetime but i think you know there's got to be a change in lifestyle too at some point i mean the drugs can help get the weight under control what you hope is that people's attitudes change and they put in a little exercise and they eat a little better i think you know There's no magic drug out there. I think it's a combination of factors. So I don't think this kills the stock. It definitely impacted the stock last week. But I think these weight loss drugs are very, very powerful. And as we said with Eli Lilly, we also like their Alzheimer's medication that they have coming on. Just could be a blockbuster. So we'll continue to be an owner of Eli Lilly as we move forward.
1: Now, Vertex Pharmaceuticals had some good news as a drug that they have for people with the diabetic peripheral neuropathy turned out to be a pretty good thing. 30% of the patients have a 50% reduced level of pain, and it is an alternative to opioids. So their stock advanced for up to 17%, closing over $411, which is an all-time high for Vertex stock. But again, do you buy a stock at the all-time high, or do you wait for it to uh, drop down a bit and be a bit more of a bargain? Well, you
2: know, it just depends if, if they've really found something here, you know, pain management is a very difficult thing in healthcare and uh when you when you have an alternative that's not an opiate and uh you know, it deals with chronic pain, I mean, that could be a blockbuster for this company. You know, they've uh they've worked on a lot of medications. Of course, they have medication for cystic fibrosis and you know, other uh, kind of very physical seal uh disease. I mean, a lot of things out there that are uh, you know, very painful to deal with, and again, this is a this is a huge advancement, Bob. A lot of people I talk to in healthcare say that, you know, pain management is a very, very difficult, tricky, uh, uh, you know, thing. And, and with all the opiates getting so many, you know, uh, negative uh, news coverage and the, and the addiction and so forth, you know, anything that we see progress here is definitely we're paying attention to. So Vertex is an amazing pharmaceutical company, one that's always been on our list. We own it in a handful of accounts. Uh, not across, across our portfolios, but we do have some, you know, people that have, have brought Vertex to the portfolios that we've looked at that we purchased for them. We we like the company, and we're going to follow this because uh, chronic pain is is a big big issue.
1: Now we've talked about electric vehicles because it seems to be such a big a big hype with both the uh, consumers, the government, and the industry. Uh, but Ford announced that they are cutting in half production of their all electric F one fifty Lightning pickup trucks. They say they say changing market demand i.e. sales have been abysmal uh, for these uh, vehicles over the last 6 months uh, and again they also cite the fact that there's not a big infrastructure for recharging stations and i you know while well, i'm not surprised to see this i am surprised as to why did the industry go so whole hog on this knowing that it will take years to build up a recharging system that's equivalent to uh to the corner gas station, why would they do this and realize that once people started buying these things and driving between uh, Akron and Columbus halfway and then panicky because you you don't have enough juice to get you to uh to to the next uh charging station, didn't they figure this out? i mean it's like you know where were they in all this?
2: I think you look at management, a lot of these companies, Bob, and they they saw the success of Elon Musk and Tesla. Um, They saw the investors' appetite for electric vehicles. Uh, It became kind of the magic elixir, pushing stock prices higher. Each company announced their EV fleet and their plans for electric vehicles. And you know captures the imagination and interest of, of investors and it and it added a lot of market cap and a lot of growth to a lot of these stocks but as you said reality eventually trumps excitement and reality is that it's going to take years and we knew that and that there you know there's there's winners and there's losers in every industry and competition is high uh, again we we've been a, a buyer at Tesla they've been a price leader uh, they they kind of own this market, and I think a lot of these other companies tried to charge in and you know carve out a space. But now we're seeing the reality kind of hit, and uh, you know some of these uh, plans have to be scaled back now. So we'll we'll continue to build the leader, and we'll continue to watch Elon and, and, and Tesla. I, I think that's the way to play the EV vehicles, and that's the way we'll continue to head forward uh, over the next few years.
1: And looking at traditional you know, power supplies, uh, crude oil has rebounded from multi-month lows uh, based on all these uh, Fed rate cut signals and lower U.S. inventories. Uh, and then the International Energy Agency also predicted slower oil demand growth for the fourth quarter, but uh, kind of raising their 2024 targets. We see gasoline right now, it's uh, you know, like two and a half, well under $3 a gallon. What does that mean for oil and energy stocks? And is the price of gasoline just uh, temporarily low and is it going to start going up again?
2: Well, I think as we said a few weeks ago, OPEC stepped up, and you know, kind of that supply uh, kind of said, "Hey, through the first quarter of next year, they were going to maintain a certain level of production." Uh, We've also had, you know, some some positivity with, uh, you know, kind of we're heading into the the winter here, you know, not as bad a winter, and you know, some trends that have gone our way that you know, energy prices, uh, some other parts of the world that haven't come back online with their economies as quickly as possible, but you know you look at this and you say you know oil was expected to be over $100 a barrel you know a year ago uh, we saw it drop under 70 it's kind of bounced back up above 70 right now um i think long term trends are still for a lot more energy use fossil fuels aren't going away either bob so these will be an interesting trends to watch i think there's still some opportunities to invest in energy and and some of these oil stocks
1: and again, if anybody likes this kind of talk and you want to do it individually with Walt or folks at his team, they can give you a call during the week at the office and they can ask you questions about specific stocks, can't they?
2: Absolutely, Bob. We have a lot of conversations flowing through our office consistently. You know, Kevin, Allison, myself, Abby, we're all there. Uh, Barrett has incredible intellectual intelligence. We have a lot of uh, research that we can put in people's hands. And, you know, we love to help. So don't, don't hesitate to give us a call. We're, we're definitely out there willing to do whatever we can to to help you invest
1: wisely. And again, the number to call in Akron, 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476. And by the way, if you missed any part of this episode or want to hear past episodes of Invest Wisely, the show is archived and their website, akwgroup.bairdwealth, B-A-I-R-D, wealth.com. You can find out how to get it through on their website and links to Spotify and Apple iTunes because the show is podcast there every single week. So, Walt, here we go. The week before Christmas, what do you think Santa Claus is going to give the stock market?
2: Well, hopefully Santa just continues to give what he's been given, and we end up at a positive uh, kind of end of the year, Bob, heading to 24. Uh, we'll work hard, we'll be back with you next Sunday, and uh, as always, we appreciate everything you do.
1: Once again, give Walt secure and his group a call if you're talking about investing or anything else. They offer many, many other services, including financial planning, retirement planning, uh, tax planning. Very good this time of the year. So give them a call, 234-466-7476. Tell them you heard them on WNIR Kent Akron. The AKW group, Walt secure and his team, 234-466-7476, and we'll talk to you on Christmas Eve. Have a good one. All right,
2: Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Adobe Systems, Inc., symbol A-D-B-E. Advanced Micro Devices, Inc., symbol A-M-D. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol C-O-S-T. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. Intel Corporation, symbol I-N-T-C. Eli Lillian Company, symbol L-L-Y. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol N-V-D-A. Oracle Corporation, symbol O-R-C-L, Tesla Inc., symbol T-S-L-A, Target, symbol T-G-T, Vertex Pharmaceuticals Incorporated, symbol V-R-T-X, Walmart, symbol W-M-T, and Walgreens Boot Alliance Inc., symbol W-B-A. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.